Johnny, put that big ass size 7 on and kick it for the homies. Words, beautiful words. Really cool words. Words. Get smarter. Words. Go farther. Words. Say something scientific. Salicylic acid. Get smarter with words. I am a good speller, I am. Get smarter with word from your mother. Positive words that start with you. The words that can come out of our mouth can change our life. Describe yourself in three words. Using big words can make you look stupid. Here's Johnny. Welcome to this pre-Thanksgiving edition of the Get Smarter with Words podcast for Wednesday, November 25th, 2020. My name is Johnny Wright. I am your host. It is a great pleasure to have you tuning in today as we get ready for the extended holiday. I hope you have a nice four-day work week. And this program, you can take this, you can download this program. I'd love to have you do that. Take it with you wherever you go. Um, This program is designed to help people um, improve their vocabulary, give them a few more words, make them a little smarter. I'm going to make you a little less gross every day. Whatever it takes, I'm going to provide that for you here. In fact, this is where the dictionary stops. Today, we will be looking at the words of history, as this podcast is entitled, Faking Your Way Through Thanks COVID. Uh, And this may be the most misunderstood holiday of the year. I'll make that case coming up. This program is brought to you by Tempore. Business travel in one click. It is so slick. Tempore.com. T-E-M-P-O-R-E.com. Did you know that Wednesday night is the heaviest drinking night of the entire year? It it beats uh, New Year's Eve, like, hands down. Four to five six-packs will tell you that, yeah, we just, we saturate ourselves in alcohol on Wednesday night. And I, I've always wondered, is that because we're celebrating? Is it in part because we know that tomorrow we have to hang out with, with Uncle Merle, who believes flatulence is part of Thanksgiving? So there could be a combination of that, some guilt about feeling that way. We're going to get to that here in just a moment. The holidays... I believe this time of year especially were invented by people who were dumb enough to land in the northern part of this country. Now, we had a chance to all be south of the Mason-Dixie line in Florida, and Ponce de Leon, if only the Mayflower would have followed Ponce de Leon, and they're sort of at different times, but Ponce de Leon, as you know, was a Spanish explorer who sailed 10 years after Chris Columbus ran into this country in 1492. And Ponce de Leon was looking for the Fountain of Youth. He hit Florida. Florida. And he named it La Florida, and said it better than that, because it was April, and the Easter feast, or Pascua, Florida, was going on in Spain. Now, that nutty Ponce de Leon thought that he had hit an island, And we all know an island is a body of land surrounded by water all directions. And unless Florida is broken up and sort of floated off into the ocean, it is not that. It is instead a peninsula surrounded on three sides by water. Just to help your vocabulary, as I committed to, an isthmus isthmus is a narrow strip of land with sea on either side forming a link between two larger areas of land. And uh, it's not an isthmus, but if you could get, buy me an isthmus for Christmas, we'd have a nice Hallmark card. So 
if only the Church of England and the Protestants, if only the Mayflower had just about 5,000 nautical miles to the south, southwest, we'd all be living in AC here in the snow belt instead of snow. The story of Thanksgiving, as you know it, as I know it, as it has been spoon-fed to us throughout uh, history classes and elementary, junior high, high school, goes a little something like this. And this first part is true. Church of England and the Protestants, all right? This is like the Snooks and the Goons, the Cowboys and the unnamed Washington football team. This is conflict. The Puritans living in England wanted to purify the Church of England. They were breaking free, and the Church of England was splintering. All kinds of crazy stuff. The Catholics started worshiping the king, and that did not go well with the good Lord. And so all of that was just crumbling. The Puritans believed that the government should enforce the religion that they believed in, their religion. So the colonists, they're floating, they leave, they get out of there, man. They want religious freedom. These were called separatists who wanted to separate from the Church of England. They're on the Mayflower. November 11th, 1620, that ship is piled high with purists, also known as pilgrims. And by the way, pilgrims also talks about all the people who were coming across after the Mayflower, too, were called pilgrims. But the purists on the Mayflower, November 11th, they hit Cape Cod, Massachusetts in 1620. And all of the pilgrims pile out of the boat. And the lying starts almost like immediately. It's, it's just, okay, so for example, the mythology goes that friendly Wampanoag Indians welcome the pilgrims. Hey, everybody, come on. Yeah, let me help you now. Can I grab your, can I grab your radios? You got your Walkman? Okay, great. I'll get that. Great. Cell phone? Thank you. And that they all sit down and have this lovely dinner, which that part is relatively true, about a three-day stuff fest. And then the, you know, the, the Wampanoags just have the keys, that they toss the keys to America, toss them to the, the purists, the pilgrims. They say, here you bug-infested, diseased riddle of crackers, it's all yours. And then, the, and then the Indians just sit back and wait to get blasted. Would you like to shoot me now or wait till you get home? That is the beautiful Norman Rockwell idea of what Thanksgiving is. Now... Let me drop some reality on you and see if you can be picking up what I'm putting down. The Wampanoags entered into an alliance with the settlers in 1620, and that alliance was based in part on the Wampanoags wanted some protection from the uh, uh, tribes they were warring with, and the Wampanoags were in, were in a terrible shape. They were bug-infested. The Puritans were bug-infested. It's a wonder that we, you know, procreated and populated this country, to be quite honest with you. But that alliance was tenuous, and the settlers fundamentally ignored it. Remember, these are purists. They are Puritan. They believe that the government should enforce their beliefs. They were not uh, tolerant people. They were the opposite of that. And so basically, if the Indians don't want to go along, great. We'll just start smoking you. And 50 years later, that ended, um, that came to a head in the King Philip's War, when we, when we basically just went through and just ex basically all but exterminated the Wampanoags. So it is 
bathed it, it bathed in a level of blood right away. Okay, now this is going to, you're going to see the ripple effect of this as I lay this out. So the idea of Thanksgiving being stuffing our face and eating a bunch of food, it's interesting because the colonists initially honored their arrival with fasting and prayer. It was the opposite. They were not, you know, three days worth of belching and farting and then, hey, make another turkey sandwich. That's not how they rolled. But... In 1769, an interesting thing was happening. The original New England colonies were losing uh, relevance. That's because the colonies were expanding, more settlements, growing people continued to come over. And so the New Englanders, (laughs) nutty, nutty people, they wanted to bring more people in. And so they began to take the idea of the 1620 landing of the Mayflower and boost it, put it on steroids, make it this lovely, peaceful thing. I mean, you know, you, you heard the music earlier. It's a peaceful, easy feeling, which is an early cut of an Eagles song. That's how they wanted to portray this, even though it really was not that. And by doing so, they believed that they could bring more people in, and it was sort of polishing over or paving over the the level of racism and intolerance that was going on with the purists and the Jews and other religions and people were arriving. So they called it, they labeled it the first Thanksgiving, the Great Festival of New England. And that's marketing. Now we're going to talk about marketing on Friday's show on Black Friday, some of the fibs that are most common in that marketing. On November 26th, 1863... Abe Lincoln tells the nation that we're going to celebrate Thanksgiving as the Union Army wins at Gettysburg. All right, there's another. That's the second battle, war, shoot 'em ups. Okay, all right. Then later, much later, President Roosevelt signs the proclamation on December 26th, 1941 marking the fourth Thursday of November as a federal holiday. Ironically and interestingly enough, that is just uh, just a little bit over, just a little under three weeks after Pearl Harbor. So there's more fighting. Now, I'm not saying that Pearl Harbor is associated with Thanksgiving. That would be a really, listen, you find that in a history book, yeah, you, you show it to old Johnny. What I am saying is that the Native people conceding to colonialism was the idea of the purists, the first pilgrims. And it was surrounded or supported by the idea of manifest destiny. What is that manifest destiny? That phrase was coined in 1845, and it was the idea that the U.S. was destined by God, that we had the authority of God to expand and spread democracy and capitalism across the North American continent. And anyone who got in our way was going against God. That did not end well for the natives who were here and many others. President James Polk was, uh, the guy was kind of an a-hole. He helped um, implement ideas and laws and, and um Uh, to remove or destroy the native population. Manifest destiny then inflamed tensions over slavery. Separatists, non-separatists, people battling, dogs and cats living in sin, mass hysteria, which led to the Civil War. 
1861 to 1865. And you just thought these were a bunch of pilgrims wearing cool outfits and little bonnets. Nah. All of this had a ripple effect. Did you know the Civil War? There were 700,000 who died in it, and it averaged about 500 deaths per day. That makes it, without question, the most costliest in terms of lives, war, per day death total. Just unbelievable. And there, out of that, then the Civil War and the racial tensions throughout history, the ripple effect, Thanksgiving is seen as a bloodless colonialism. It is Norman Rockwell, the painting. It is a mythology that is written by white people. That has a history all of its own. Dan Brown and the Da Vinci Code, the, the, the huge bestseller and the great movie, said this, wrote this in the book. He said, history is always written by the winners. When two cultures clash, the loser is obliterated and the winner writes the history books, books which glorify their own cause and disparage the conquered foe. As Napoleon once said, what is history but a fable agreed upon? The conquerors, the colonists, and I understand that I am here and you are here in part because white people colonized this country, this continent. Um, and I understand that, is an, that there's an unease that those ideas inside my head, knowing that Thanksgiving may be one of the most full of like blood-soaked holidays once we really begin to look at it. And I think other people have that sense too. I'm not alone. And that may be why the holidays in this specific holiday may exacerbate mental health conditions as the holidays themselves begin, uh, sort of create greater stress, exacerbate. Let's take a look at that. Exacerbate to make a problem or bad situation or negative feeling worse. So this is from the National Alliance on Mental Illness. It talks about the resulting stress from the holiday can trigger mental health conditions such as depression or anxiety. All right. Does any of this feel familiar, sound familiar? Well, 64% of people with a mental illness say that the holidays can make their mental illness worse, what they might call the holiday blues. It is, it's real. And for many people who sort of suffer in silence, who go to family functions for the holidays and Maybe they attach themselves to Boone's farm and they don't let go for the entire four-day holiday. Whatever it takes to get them through, self-medicating, whatever it is. The CDC, now this 2020 is different. It's different enough and in, in the, the biggest of ways. You're going to be passing around the cranberry sauce through a Zoom meeting. And now not everybody is following the guidelines, the lockdowns and everything many Families are saying, the heck with that. Let's all get together. Let's cram 50 people into a 10 by 10 room and stuff our faces. And that is going to have consequences for this country and the cases of COVID-19. CDC says traditional Thanksgiving gatherings with family and friends are fun, but can increase the chances of getting or spreading COVID-19. Now, that would be one of the ultimate oxymorons. You've got fun and pandemic in the same sentence. Oxymoron, a figure of speech in which apparently contradictory terms appear in conjunction. Jumbo shrimp, military intelligence, Thanksgiving was super cool. This is not all gloom and doom, and I understand that people interpret all holidays in their own way. 
through their own prism, through their own experience. I grew up in, in you know, celebrating Thanksgiving, Christmas, as, as everyone does, with family, um, close family, distant family. It was a really big deal. And my family, members of my family, also suffered with some mental illness issues. And so it wasn't always fun um, seeing my family get pissed off at each other about four hours in and start throwing food at each other. That is a real thing. So I kind of have a mixed bag of (laughs) memories from growing up and, and getting through some of those holidays. The good news out of all of this is that gratitude... And that's what today's Thanksgiving means, right? It's, it's thanks, it's giving, it's celebrating, it's connecting. It is gratitude for what we have. That is the beautiful part of this. From Psychology Today, it says the research shows that expressing gratitude is good for your mental health. It increases happiness, decreases depression, serotonin, synapses. It enhances empathy, reduces aggression. Um, fosters new relationships. It also counteracts other toxic emotions such as envy, resentment, victimization, and cynicism. Gratitude has a place. It has a major place at the table of all of us. It is to be grateful every day. Every day of our lives where we are upright and ambulatory, I am grateful for being able to feel anything, even though I may not always like the feelings. I'm grateful for being loved and and loving in return and making a difference that I have lived at all the great Leo Rostin quote. During the holidays, it has to be okay with however we feel, and the validation of that starts with us. Validating if we may not feel so happy may not feel so engaging. We have to make that okay. We're going to feel how we feel. And that acceptance of that feeling and those feelings, I think, can really eventually make us feel really at peace, for real. Not, not phony feelings of happiness. The, the face we put on for others. It can be uh, something that we actually really believe in. This episode, this pre-holiday, people start dousing themselves in alcohol and acting like freaks episode of the Get Smarter with Words podcast is being brought to you by Tempor. Business travel in one click, Tempor. Well, that's the wrong sounder. I think, you know, if that's it, there's the jet. (laughs) The sound guy started drinking early. Tempor, business travel in one click. Go to Tempor.com. Friday show. I invite you to tune in Friday, Black Friday, when we'll talk about 50% off another Black Friday fibs. (laughs) Until then, we don't have to use bigger words, just bigger words. Show off that brain. Show off that brain. I'm so glad you tuned in. My name is Johnny Wright. Enjoy the rest of this beautiful day. Have a safe holiday, and we'll catch you back here on Friday.